You're listening to Amplify Ambition. I'm Kristen Edwards, speaker, coach, and your guide for ambitious women to become industry leaders and grow a sustainable business without the hustle. Listen to conversations on authentic leadership, self-awareness, and strategic planning for growing your business. I believe big dreams can be your reality when you embrace all of who you're meant to be and focus on the business that works for you and your lifestyle. Now let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Amplify Ambition. I always love finding and connecting with people who value the same things that I value in life. And so I think the title will tell you enough on why we're vibing. But today I have Jen on the show, who is a lifestyle and business mentor. And I am so excited to welcome you. Oh, thanks for having me. This is a joy. We've been chatting a little bit before we even hit record. And I know this is going to be a beautiful podcast for those listening in. And I'm grateful to be able to serve your community. So thanks for having me. Absolutely. So before we dive into what you do and what got you started on your journey, I built my own brand on being multi-passionate. And I think it's very important that we bring all of who we are into what we do in life. And so I'm curious to know, as we start talking about this becoming iconic brand, what is something that is really important to you, but doesn't necessarily show up on your website or social media every day? That's a great question. And I, I hope there's, when I say this, there's like the essence of this, when people go check out the social media and the brand, I, I hope now that I, I articulate this out loud, it's like, of course, but something that may not be obvious is I went to school for fashion and I love the art and the creation of building a wardrobe and getting dressed in the morning. I just love clothes. I always have. And as a really young girl, it was placed on my heart that I was here to support women, to feel confident, to feel beautiful in their skin, to walk into a room and know they have value to add. That was very clear from a young age. And I thought that was going to be through fashion. So I went to school for fashion and then fashion marketing and then PR thinking I was going to have my own lifestyle and, and sort of fashion magazine and life just took a different route, but here we are. And it is something that I'm very excited to share with people when they want to bring it up, whether it's through coaching with me or mentorship. But I really do believe a woman can totally change her energy and her presence by the way she gets dressed and the way she walks through her day. Yeah. I think one thing that I totally learned you know, especially being home the last two years was like, get up and get dressed. And so it became like, instead of sweatpants, I would change into leggings because I was still all about the comfort, but still having that transition of like, I'm here and I'm ready for this in my day. And then obviously when you're facing the public world, whether that's on Zoom or out in person, recognizing that that becomes an extension of who you are. I grew up doing performing arts. So I think like the same thing of just like, find your way to express yourself. I'm no fashionista by like any stretch of the imagination, but I think that's still such an important layer. And the fact that you've transitioned that and allowed your journey of life to go from fashion to coaching and mentorship, but still saying like, at the end of the day, this is who I am and how I want to serve the world. Love yeah. That. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting. You bring something up that I think is an important point maybe to make, and it's a personal opinion and it might be a little controversial or not popular, but I do really believe this because I've been mentoring for 16 years. So I've, I've really watched a lot of trends and I've been through a lot of world transitions where we've had interruptions in our lives and so on and so forth. And the one 
piece of advice I love to give is this whole idea of, you know, being comfortable on the bottom and business on top. So I saw a lot of that over the last two years. We're like, just put on your pajama bottoms and get dressed from the top up and show up at zoom and do a meeting and, you know, be your best self. Well, for me, that's so contradictory. My energy is like, which one are we, are we hanging out on the couch in our comfies today, or are we showing up as a leader in our business and in our lives? And so I believe that advice, if we can call it that, that was given was really not the best for people to take on and use because we're never fully stepping into our highest self. If we're sitting in our pajama bottoms that nobody can notice, but we notice, we know that we're not dressed for success. We know we're not fully stepping into our day, ready for opportunity, ready to greet people, ready to be this incredible person, leader, mentor, coach, whatever you are to the world. And I believe that starts with getting up and getting dressed. Yeah, no, I totally, totally agree with that. And I think, yes, it's controversial because everyone's going to say absolutely yes or absolutely no to what you just said. But I think at the same time, like you have to recognize for me, sweatpants has always been like, I'm off. Like even in my college days, like sweatpants meant extra comfort. And so even with the luxury of being from home and it not mattering because no one was seeing it I knew that I couldn't stay in sweatpants all day now I still wanted comfort and dress pants were not my go-to but I was like let's I literally kind of developed a collection of nice black leggings not the cheap five dollar ones but like nicer ones of I still got up and put myself together and so yes to the people who put on jeans and great for the people who put on an actual dress or a skirt. Like I wasn't all the way there, but I do think, you know, it's like, like wake up, make your bed, drink your water and getting dressed. And even if I changed from, you know, hoodie to a quote unquote nicer hoodie or like going out sweatshirt, comfort was still a part of it. But I think how you choose to show up and, and look even on camera, even on zoom, absolutely matters um it sets the tone it sets your mindset I mean I grew up wearing like going to Catholic school wearing uniforms so Uh I was probably brainwashed in the whole concept of getting dressed but it's something that I've definitely embodied and learned to own over the years I think it absolutely makes a huge difference so I love that you shared that yeah. And Kristen, you know, what's really great too, that you, you keep bringing up some really great points here is I love streetwear. I'm all for a nice pair of leggings and a comfy t-shirt with like a jacket over top. It's not that you have to be wearing Gucci to be your best self. It's that you feel good. You feel ready. There's something about being ahead of your day. And so getting dressed in the morning means if someone were to show up at my front door and want to come in and have coffee, I'm not going to be going, Oh my gosh, my house is a mess. I'm not dressed. You know, that feeling for me never felt good. So I was like, what if Oprah, I always call myself Oprah ready. It's one of my mantras. What if Oprah were to call today? Would I be ready for her or would I be going, Oh my goodness, I haven't even brushed my teeth. You know, I, I want to be ready for the opportunities that I believe are knocking all the time on our door. It's just whether we're available for the magic, the miracles, these great sort of drop-ins and marker moments, are we available to them or are we too distracted by the luxuries we feel are being an entrepreneur of sitting in jogging pants and nobody sees, nobody cares, but I don't know, it has a vibe. And is that your highest vibe? Are you leveling up and do you feel really good and confident? Maybe. And if so, keep doing you. 
I would never change that. I would never suggest to change that, but maybe that's something to look in the mirror and just start to shift a little bit. Yeah, no, I love that. And we haven't even gotten to who you are and what you do. And I feel like that was like, we're talking so thank you so much for sharing that, but I 100% just get up and get dressed folks. Like that's your lesson right there. There you go. (laughs) Um, But thank you so much. And that was just your multi-passionate kind of opening. So I would love to hear a little bit more about what really kind of, you gave a little teaser of going to school for fashion and now you're here, but what really got you started in the journey and kind of, was there a catalyst to say, this is where I'm going all in or, you know, how did that transition kind of unfold for you? It's a great question. It's interesting because it starts with clothes. So I left a marketing career. Uh, I loved my job, but I had had a child and I had a child young. Well, at least maybe not young in some people's eyes, but it was young for me mentally maturity wise. I was very young. And so when I had her, my life got flipped upside down. I was traveling a lot in my marketing career. I loved it. I loved everything about my job, but now I had a baby and she took over my mind, my heart, my soul, my spirit. And so the idea of being on an airplane all the time, the idea of constantly being on the go just started to lose its fun, its spark for me. And so I decided to be a stay-at-home mom. I had the luxury and ability to do that. And I'm so grateful for that opportunity and I don't regret it. But when I became a stay-at-home mom, I became the sweatpant mom. There were days where I was wearing the same workout gear over and over and over again. And it even got to the point where I realized I hadn't even brushed my teeth that day. So you can see now why I'm passionate about these things, because I lived in that world for a moment and it was just not who I was. And I didn't know as a woman what to do because I thought I want to be home with my kids. I now have four. So I wanted to be home with my babies, but I also knew I was meant for more. I knew my only title in life, my most important title is mom, but there's, that's not the only title because I am multi-passionate and that's what this podcast is about and the permission to be all of ourselves. And so I was in this contrast of having to feeling like I had to choose between motherhood and career. And so it fell into my lap. 18 years ago was network marketing. And I was totally against that industry. I had nothing good to say about that industry, but what happened was I saw the evidence of success and I thought, well, why not try I'm home? Maybe it'll give me something to do. And it turned into a massive multi-million dollar business and still is to this day. It's a very passive income for me. I'm not pursuing that anymore as a career, but it was beautiful. And it really did teach me the tools and the skills of entrepreneurship. And so back in about 2015, I'd been doing network marketing for so many years. And I just, again, was stifling my passions. I sort of felt like I should be happy with the success that I had. I was making incredible income. It was providing me with trips all around the world. I was available to my family, like what everybody wants and desires in entrepreneurship, that flexibility, that free, those freedoms, I had them. But what I didn't have was this zest, this excitement for my day. I I had just become mundane. And so I pushed that aside because I felt like I was being selfish. I felt like I was not being a servant leader. I didn't understand how I could possibly want more. I should be happy with what I have. Stifle, 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 stifle comes 2019, I can't stifle it anymore. It's loud. It was in my body at that point. I was started to have ailments. 
And I really firmly believe, and also I've had medical advice say that it was because of how much creativity was stuck in my body, how much I was denying the things I wanted to seek out and try and stretch into. And so my body actually hemorrhaged at the end of 2019, bringing me into this like pivotal catalyst moment where I knew for sure that this was because I was denying myself. I was betraying myself in order to fit in, not necessarily ruffle any feathers and all this guilt I was carrying for wanting more. And so I decided just to, again, why not try it? That was my attitude years ago. And it's not an attitude. When I say, try something that doesn't mean I dabble. That doesn't mean I just like dip my toe and, and pretend to give it a try. My try is sincere. My try is a lot of work ethic. I've been born with that. I love to work hard. And so I decided to hire a business coach and never had a coach before. So this is only two years ago. Okay. Like this is Jen's late to the party. And when I hired this business coach, my vision got casted. And so that's where for me, mentorship is so invaluable. Why I'm so proud to stand as a mentor. I mean, I've been mentoring women around the globe for years, building businesses, but to really step into becoming iconic, a brand that supports entrepreneurs and leadership lifestyle and their business. I have never felt so on fire for my life and purpose solidified in what my mission is that little girl that heard the whisper of supporting women to feel confident and to walk into the room, knowing that they're meant to be there. It's all happening in my every day. And it was just by trusting myself. I didn't always, but those acts of trust, when I went out on the skinny branch, it was really beautiful to see what was on the other side and to see that most of the time I was standing in my own way. So that's how I got here today. Becoming iconic exploded. It grew into a seven figure brand quickly and there's no looking back. The podcast has taken off and I really genuinely love to create experiences for entrepreneurs and to just be that support system for them to, I don't know, give them this little glimpse of what they may not be seeing in themselves. And when they get that little glimpse when you crack that door just a little bit for them, it's really beautiful to witness what comes through and how they step into that. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, something for us to all kind of recognize is a lot of times one we stifle, which I think blanket statement we've all recognized or hopefully have recognized at this point. But I think that fear of trying and saying, I think even the fear of dabbling, let alone going all in, we're like, well, if I try it and it's like, if you try it, then you get to say you've tried it. And, you know, as a mom, it's like when you put something new in front of your kids and you're like, just try one bite. And if you absolutely hate it, then I'll readdress the situation the next time I make it for you, but like, just try it today. And so we have this idea of how we want to live it with our children, with our families and volunteer in our community we want everyone else to try it and then we say no to ourselves and so the fact that you like gave yourself permission that you listened to the advice of other people that you hired a coach that you got medical insights on like what's really going on and not just locking it down and being like well this is how it is it can never change and then you also said I'm late to the game because I hired my first coach two years ago and I think a lot of times we think like, oh, I didn't do it back in 
57 years ago when you weren't even alive to do it and no existed, but like I'm clearly too late and it's not an option for me. And so recognizing all of those other experiences that you've had, although you didn't create the Becoming Iconic brand until two years ago, all of that other experiences built in that could get your newest business to where you wanted it to be and to create the impact that you wanted. So it's not about being new. It's about saying, here's the roller coaster of life and yes. all of its adventures. And then I folded it up into something and put a bow on it. So that has a new name, but recognizing that it's not just, you know, when you started two years ago, it's everything that's been happening prior in life as well. Yeah. 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 It's a beautiful summary. And it's interesting you, you say about mundane and, and it's, I just recorded a podcast, so I don't know when this is going live, but someone will be able to find it on the becoming iconic podcast. It's called, um, partial living. And it's my most popular, most downloaded episode ever. And it was so interesting to me that that created so much of a frenzy. So many people were talking about it. And what I sort of had as a revelation was because I live and I believe you live and many of us live in this personal growth world where we are constantly up leveling and, and learning and educating and stretching and just seeing the world through a different lens. Most of the world isn't immersed in that. And I believe because of social media, we we're following and we're looking at the people who are doing what we're doing. So it seems like everybody is on this train and it's not the truth. Most people feel really stuck, really stifled, partial in all that they do, diluted versions of themselves. And I believe as women, especially it's our duty. It's our responsibility to see that and to lend a hand, look like reach back and say, I can help you. I can support you. You were made more for more than this to believe in someone when they don't fully believe themselves is one of the greatest gifts and one of the greatest acts of love. In my opinion, it's, it's something great. And we get to do that every day. Isn't that incredible? Absolutely. It's literally the best, the best part. And I have, I, I have this conversation with someone, I think it was over the weekend of literally, you know, this, the 10 K months phenomenon. They're like, yeah, honestly, whether you make $10 or $10 million in a month, I really don't care. It's about the impact that you're making on other people's lives. And so like, if you're a sales coach, maybe you should show receipts and tell them that you can sell, but any other thing that you are doing, if you're mentoring people, if you're helping them with their confidence, if you're helping them to become the better version of themselves, to be 1% better than they were the day before, the dollar amount isn't what matters. That lasting transformation that someone can listen to our conversation for 20 minutes and go and become a better version of themselves. That to me is more important. Now, granted, yes, I need to feed my kids and they play some sports that cost a lot of money. So like, I need the money. I'm not saying we don't need our, our businesses to thrive, but recognizing that that impact and the influence is 10 times more important than whatever the dollar amount is. And I will say like, when I was like becoming iconic, I need to know more. And I just got absorbed in it. And I was like, next and next and what else can I go find um and really it's just even in the title of of your brand I think the becoming which obviously is a word a lot of us have kind of heard more and more but recognizing that it doesn't end that life is a journey that every single day 
is a chance to start over, is a chance to do it a little bit better, is a chance to learn and grow. And I love the, the ING, if you go back to like what it is in school, you know, really having that chance to continue and not thinking that I'm too late. Or even if you do hit that milestone or that goal, whether it's financial or personal, emotional, whatever else to say, okay, and I get to do something else all over again tomorrow and continuing on that journey each and every step of the way. But then like iconic, we're going to do it with some class on top of it as well. So I love that. Yeah. Cause here's the thing, iconic. I really resisted it when I was thinking about what do I want my brand to be called? It kept coming in iconic, icon, iconic, icon. And, and because I'm a woman of faith, it really, it sort of I don't know, rattled me a little bit. I thought, I don't know if I love that term, if I love that word. And the trigger within that for me is the very reason I called it that. I was like, why am I so triggered? Well, I feel triggered because who am I to say I'm iconic? Beyonce is iconic. Oprah is iconic. Those are iconic people. I'm not that. And so I thought too, will it turn other women off? If I use this term, interesting, the first month of launching my podcast, I had somebody drop into my DMS and say, I was actually not going to listen to your podcast because you have the word iconic. I don't like that word, but I listened to your podcast and it's great. It was interesting. I don't know who she was like we were, but obviously found me. And so I thought, oh, there's the mirror. Here's another moment of us not feeling worthy of saying, I am doing a bang up job at my life. I am doing such a great job. I'm an exceptional mom. I'm an exceptional partner. I'm an exceptional entrepreneur or I'm an exceptional, whatever your title is in your career. Why do we fear owning that? Why do we fear saying that we were born worthy? Like we were born worthy. We were worthy upon arrival. It's not earned. And so this is something I want to disrupt. And I feel like I am because I feel like the word iconic is starting to be more comfortable because you could be an iconic stay-at-home mom. If that's your jam, that's what you want to do. You're so fully committed and dedicated. I cheer you on. I applaud that. Or you can be an iconic business owner. You can be an iconic partner. What is that for you? And then that becoming, I love how you describe becoming. Thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's exactly that of owning whatever it is that makes you, you. And so like part of what I teach is like one, embrace the vision. What is that dream? Write it down. It can be crazy. That's fine. Go for it. And then recognizing what makes you the person who's best to do it. What are your natural strengths? What are your natural quirks? What are some of your triggers that are actually going to help someone else get over their own situations um, that have been holding them back as well. And so owning all of who you are so that you can say, this is me, like I'm lying here, we roar, you know, type of way of doing it. And so I'd love to hear some of your secrets and tip tricks. Like what are some of the lessons that you teach anyone who goes through the Becoming Iconic programs? And if they choose to work with you or if they even turn on the podcast, what is it that you really want your clients to walk away with? Mm, I love this question. I'm so excited to be able to answer it. The two things that are coming upon my heart, which I believe is what I meant to say. The first thing is the feeling never comes first. 
And we wait, we wait to feel confident before we show up online. We wait to have the client before we start feeling like maybe the business is going to work. We wait for these feelings to come. And what happens is we sit on the sidelines for most of our lives. The feeling comes through the action. So by getting in the arena with wobbly knees and, you know, maybe you're unsteady and unsure, all those things are natural. That's okay. I mean, that means you're stretching yourself. So this whole idea of imposter syndrome, I embrace, I think, why are we so worried about imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome means I'm doing something I've never done before. And it's making me feel really uncomfortable, but you know what happens when I actually muscle through and keep going and learn the lessons and trust myself is the confidence starts to build. So the interesting thing is, and what's so important for people to realize is you will not feel confident first. And if you're waiting for that to start your business, go to the next level, increase your prices, ask that, you know, chicken ask that we all have like, Oh, I don't know if I want to ask this person, go and do it. Because when you have the response of yes, or you actually just see, I follow through on the things I say I'm going to do. Your confidence will start to build and build and build and build. And all of a sudden you realize I've got what it takes, but you weren't sitting back waiting for that feeling. And the second thing that feels really important to me that I, I feel a level of disruption about, and I, it's, it's something that's on my heart and spirit for a long time. And it's because I've been an entrepreneur for so long. I'm, I'm watching pendulum swings, which is natural. It happens in life. And we've gone from hustle culture where this pendulum was swung way too far that direction, where we felt like we needed to like die on the treadmill. I even think Will Smith said that, like, we got to die on the treadmill to win the race and be successful in life. And because we're, we've swung the pendulum now so far the other way, like it's, it's wild to me what I'm seeing where people are like, just work when you feel like it, be in your flow. And, you know, just, if you don't feel like working, just take the day and rest. And I think, but that that's not the solution to heal from hustle culture, because now we're in this other place where people are not getting results, where they're not feeling fulfilled, where they're not seizing life because we're so concerned with being rested rest comes and you don't even need to contemplate or think about it when you've worked hard, when you've actually met those two things in the middle and realize that it's this constant tick back and forth, tick, tick, work hard, rest, work hard, rest, work hard, rest. And rest is a breath, not a break. And if you have to take a big break, you've probably swung the pendulum too far back into hustle. But if you're always on a break, how are you ever going to fully succeed or fully see your capacity? So I, I'm confused by some of the advice that's being given. And I'm worried for some of the baby entrepreneurs out there who are listening to this, thinking that abundance is just going to flow in. All you have to do is believe it. That's a portion of the equation. That's not the full equation. And I, I feel really strongly that I need to, to celebrate the fact that work is nothing to be afraid of. Work feels good. It's when we're productive that we feel the most joy and energy. But of course, paying attention to ourselves and taking those spurts of rest when we need to. I love all of that. And I think anyone who has been in my orbit, they're like, oh, and now I know why she has Jen on the podcast. Um, I understand needing a break. Like that's why we take vacations. That's why you get a change of scenery. So I'm not saying don't take time off, 
But I think if you have to go on a sabbatical from social media, you've done too much. And so even if you're talking about ease and flow, if you need a sabbatical from an app on your phone, there's some other things going on that you're not in true alignment with yourself. And I'm not saying like, oh, I took a break from Instagram to go to TikTok. Like, those are personal choices. I don't, that's not what I mean. I'm saying when you have to like delete the apps from your phone because you don't know how to find balance in your life. That's the thing about being consistent. So like one, believing that the business that you're running is actually what you're meant to do. And that might change like what you think you were supposed to do at 24 might not look the same at 29 or even 34. And that's fine, but you should be a hundred percent into it where you are today. And I think that's, you know, really important. It's a lesson that we start to forget because we watch the person who's like, I work five hours a week in my business and make a million dollars. And you're like, one liar or two, you don't actually make any money because you just paid all of your money to other people to run your business. And so like, let's open up the books. Let's peel back the layers. Let's start being honest. And I love that you're saying like, let's have these honest and direct conversations about what's really important. What's really going on? Where are you going? What is your purpose? What is the impact you're made to have on this world? And owning like, hey, I am an icon. I get to be this person. I have these abilities. I have these experiences. So like, yeah, you're going to pay me for it now, but recognizing that it's this full package that goes into it. And there's also a balance of, great, I worked hard on Monday and on Monday night, I sleep or watch TV or do something relaxing and not that I need to go a hundred hours a week and then take a month off afterwards. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Beautifully said. And we absolutely agree and are aligned in that. And I, I, I do feel like there's a lot of embellishment and exaggeration online and it's not to shame it or judge it because I feel like everybody's doing the best they can with what they know what I would say sort of maybe to tie a bow on that, that this discussion, because we could probably go for a long time on it is, <laughs> is because we're both passionate about it. Is this, this release and fear of the work. I think, especially as, as women, we hold so many things. Maybe you're a mom, maybe you're not, maybe you have a partner, maybe you don't. There's family, there's friendships, there's our health. There's half the time cooking, cleaning, like all the chores. There's the responsibilities of paying bills and making sure there's food in the fridge. There's running a business. There's social media. I mean, I, I, I'm rhyming this off and aren't we getting dizzy even being like, woo, like that's, a and that's only half the list. Yeah. Right. I mean, we're not even talking about faith here and working out every day. And there's so much for us to hold. And what I would love for us to, to do is actually start being proud and excited about our capacity and potential not fearing that and sitting in martyrism or victimhood. We have done that for as long as history has told us. This has been our lineage that we are martyrs. We are victims. We have to suffer in order for our people around us to be happy. This whole sacrificial living. I have cut the 
cord. I've cut the cord. And it's probably the number one reason people come forward and talk to me is like, you're a mom of four. You have an incredible marriage. You run multiple streams of income. You have a podcast, a blog, like, how are you doing all of this? And I can say with all sincerity and honesty, I haven't always done it. Well, there are days that I look back upon in my past that I even look back and still have to forgive myself for, but I have learned that my capacity and potential is infinite. I don't live by 24 hour time clocks anymore. I live by intention and focus. And when I'm with you, like right now, Kristen, you are the most important person in my world because this is a divine meeting and conversation. And so if we just opened ourselves up to explore, what could we actually be capable of if instead of fighting and resisting and feeling like we have to sacrifice, we went, wow, we really are the superheroes, the everyday heroes in our lives. It's incredible. And let's celebrate that and show gratitude for that. We become so powerful and so unstoppable. The world can't even quite catch up. And that's what I want us to start embodying a little bit more of rather than fearing it, stepping into it. Absolutely. I love all of that. And I mean, I feel like we've had all the things that have come through in this (laughs) conversation. So, so excited to have you on the show and to share this with my audience. But what is that one thing? I think the name of your brand might sum it up, but I'd love to hear it in your own words. As anyone who listens to you on this podcast or meets you in real life, what is that legacy that you really want to leave on this world? Mm, You brought up that word legacy and I had a different answer. And as soon as you said that something else landed for me. So I feel like that's the correct thing to to share. I have a huge shift in perspective around legacy and I taught it differently than I teach it today. I used to teach legacy as working really hard and and diligently and doing the best job we can and being iconic. So when we leave, we leave the world a better place. So we leave dust in the room. And although I still believe that I actually have changed my perspective into the truth. And the truth is legacy is today, because if I wait to have everybody enjoy everything I work so hard for when I'm not here, I'm not here to experience their joy through that. I'm not here to witness what they do with the wealth or the memories or the wisdom that I shared. I'm not here to celebrate that alongside of them. And so all of a sudden I was like, ah, I get it. It's about living fully today, being so fulfilled in everything I do that every encounter, every human being I touch today matters that the way I greet my children, the way we eat dinner, the way I play music, the way I greet my clients, the way I show up in this world today is in fact my legacy. And I want to be that and enjoy that in the moment and not wait for when I'm not here for everybody to realize or enjoy. So that would be something I'd love someone just to contemplate. It's probably a new perspective for them as well, because we've been taught for so long. Legacy is what you leave behind. It's still that, but what if we started treating today like an actual point page in the book of legacy and everything we do is with such high intention, such high regard, and with so much love and pleasure 
and passion, all the things, how would that day feel? Because there are no dress rehearsals. Yeah. Mic drop. (laughs) There are no dress rehearsals. I think waking up every day and saying, this is the best version of me. I'm living the life best I know how with the people that I love and living that out every single moment instead of waiting to waiting till I'm 60, waiting till I'm 90 to like start becoming whatever that is, but doing it every single day. So love all of that. Absolutely loved our conversation. This is one that not just in the production part of it, but like even when it's live, I'm going to be listening to this myself because I think this is a a lesson that we need to consistently think about and understand and recognize and own as who we are as women, as business owners, and just like go make the world a better place, but doing it today, not waiting to do it in 20 or 30 years. So thank you so much for coming on, sharing your story, sharing the things that you teach and help others with and kind of becoming the best version of themselves. And I cannot wait for us to connect again. Me too. Thank you again for having me. Are you searching for a way to grow your business as you create your best life? Click the link in the show notes to get your free guide, five simple steps to build a profitable business roadmap based on your natural abilities. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, take a moment to share it on Instagram or your favorite social media platform and tag me at Kristen Edwards underscore. Or go the extra mile and leave a rating or review to help more women listen in and join our community. Thanks for listening to Amplify Ambition. Until next time, dream loudly.